0: Chapter 7 Powerful Motivations for Repentance. I want to lay down some powerful motivations to encourage you toward repentance. 1. Sorrow and melting of the heart prepare us for every holy duty. A piece of lead, while it is still a lump, can be put to no use, but melt it, and you can then pour it into any mold, and it is made useful. Likewise, a heart that is hardened into a lump of sin is good for nothing but when it is dissolved by repentance it is useful a melting heart is ready to pray when paul's heart was humbled and melted then he prayed acts 9 verse 11 a melting heart is prepared to hear the word to a ready heart the word is kind and effective when Josiah's heart was tender, he humbled himself and tore his clothes at the hearing of the words of the law, Second Chronicles 34, verse 19. His heart, like melting wax, was ready to be stamped into a seal by the word. A melting heart is prepared to obey. When the heart is like metal in the furnace, it is pliant and malleable to anything. As Paul was ready to do whatever he was asked to do. Acts 9, verse 6. A repenting soul subscribes to God's will and answers his call the way the echo answers the voice. 2. Repentance is highly acceptable to God. When a spiritual river runs to water this garden, then our hearts are a garden of Eden, a place in which God loves to dwell. I have read that doves love to be near the water, and surely God's Spirit, who came down in the likeness of a dove, takes great joy in the waters of repentance. The Lord considers no heart whole, but a broken heart. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Psalm 51 verse 17 Mary stood at Jesus' feet weeping Luke 7, verse thirty-eight, She brought two things to Christ, said Augustine, ointment and tears. Her tears were better than her ointment. Tears are powerful speakers for mercy. They are silent yet they have a voice. The Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. Psalm six, verse eight. three. Repentance commends all our services to God. Service that is seasoned with the bitter herbs of godly sorrow is God's delicious meal. Hearing of the word is considered good when we are pierced to the heart. Acts 2 verse 37. Prayer is delightful to God when it rises up from the altar of a broken heart. The tax collector beat his chest, saying, God be merciful to me, the sinner. Luke 18 verse 13. This prayer pierced heaven. This man went to his house justified rather than the other one. Luke 18, verse 14. No prayer touches God's ear except that which comes from a heart touched with the sense of sin. 4. Without repentance, nothing else will help us. Some are proud of themselves that they have a whole library of knowledge. But what is knowledge good for without repentance? it is better to kill one sin than to understand all mysteries impure thinkers only resemble satan transformed into an angel of light intelligence with a bad heart is like a pretty face with cancer in the breast knowledge without repentance will be only a torch to light men's way to hell number 5 repenting tears are delicious They may be compared to myrrh, which, though it is bitter in taste, has a sweet smell and refreshes the spirits. In the same way repentance, though it is bitter in itself, is sweet in its effects. It brings inner peace. The soul is never more enlarged and inwardly delighted than when it can humbly melt. Alexander, upon the safe return of his Admiral Nirhus from a long voyage, wept for joy. How often do the saints weep with joy? The Hebrew word for repent means to take comfort. None are so joyful as the penitent. Tears, as the philosopher notes, have four qualities they are moist, salty, hot, and bitter. It is true of repenting tears they are hot to warm a frozen conscience, moist to soften a hard heart. Salty to season a soul rotting in sin, Bitter to wean us from the love of the world. And I will add a fifth. They are sweet, in that they make the heart inwardly rejoice. And sorrow is turned into joy. Job 41 verse 22 KJV Let a man, said Augustine, grieve for his sin and rejoice for his grief tears are the sweetest candy. David, who was the great weeper in Israel, was also the sweet singer of Israel. The sorrows of the penitent are like the sorrows of a laboring woman. Whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been born into the world. John 16, verse 21. In the same way, the sorrows of humbled sinners give birth to grace, and how joyful it is when this child is born. Number 6. When we repent of great sins, we will find mercy. Mary Magdalene, a great sinner, received pardon when she washed Christ's feet with her tears. For some of the Jews who had a hand in crucifying Christ, the very blood they shed was a sovereign balm to heal them when they repented. Though your sins are as scarlet, they shall become as white as snow. Isaiah 1 verse 18. Scarlet in Greek is called dibison because it is twice dipped and the work of man cannot wash out the dye again. But though our sins are of a scarlet color, God's mercy can wash them away. This may comfort those discouraged by the heinousness of their sin, as if there were no hope for them. Yet upon their serious turning to God, their sins will be erased and cast away. Oh, you say, but my sins are more sinful than you can imagine. Well, do not make them greater by not repenting. Repentance unravels sin and makes it as if it had never been. Oh, you say, but I have relapsed into sin after being pardoned. And surely there is no mercy for me. I know the novations believe that after a lapse there was no renewing by repentance. But there is no doubt that was an error. The children of God have relapsed into the same sin. Abraham lied twice. Lot committed incest twice. Asa, a good king, still sinned twice by trusting in mortal man, and Peter sinned twice by carnal fear. Matthew 26, verse 70. Galatians 2, verse 12. For the comfort of those who have relapsed into sin more than once, if they solemnly repent, a white flag of mercy will be held out to them. Christ commands us to forgive our sinning brother 70 times 7 in one day, in case he repents. Matthew 18, verse 22. If the Lord tells us to do it, will He not be even more ready to forgive us when we repent? What is our forgiving mercy compared to His? I say this not to encourage any unrepentant sinner, but to comfort a despairing sinner, thinks it is useless for him to repent and that he is excluded from mercy. 7. Repentance is the gateway to spiritual blessings. It helps to enrich us with grace. It causes the desert to blossom like the rose. It makes the soul, like the Egyptian fields after the overflowing of the Nile,
1: flourishing
0: and fruitful. The flowers of grace never grow more than after a shower of repentant tears. Repentance brings knowledge. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 16 The veil of ignorance that was pulled over the Jews' eyes will be taken away through repentance. Repentance kindles love. Weeping Mary Magdalene loved much. Luke 7 verse 47 God keeps these springs of sorrow in the soul to water the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 verse 22. 8. Repentance Ushers in Earthly Blessings The prophet Joel, persuading the people to repent, brings in the promise of good things in this present world. Tear your heart, and not merely your garments. Now return to the Lord your God. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I'm going to send you grain, new wine, and oil. Joel two verses thirteen and nineteen. When we put water into the pump, it brings up only water. But when we put the water of tears into God's bottle, this brings up wine. I'm going to send you new wine and oil. Sin blasts the fruits of the earth. You have sown much, only to harvest little. Haggai 1 verse 6. But repentance makes the fruit trees bud, and the vine flourish with full clusters of grapes. Fill God's bottle, and he will fill your basket. If you return to the Almighty, and put your gold in the dust, then the Almighty will be your gold. Job 22 verses 23-25. Repenting is a returning to God, and this brings a golden harvest. 9. Repentance staves off God's judgments on a land. When God is going to destroy a nation, the repentant sinner stays his hand, as the angel did with Abraham's hand. Genesis 22 verse 12. The Ninevites' repentance caused God to relent. When God saw that they turned from their evil way, then God relented of the disaster which He had declared He would bring on them. So He did not do it. Jonah 3, verse 10. An outward repentance has even worked to keep off wrath. Ahab sold himself to the work of wickedness. Yet when he fasted and tore his garments, God said to Elijah, I will not bring the disaster in his days, First Kings twenty one verse twenty nine. If the tearing of the clothes kept off judgment from the nation, what will the tearing of the heart do? Number ten, repentance causes joy in heaven. The angels do in a way celebrate holidays. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Luke 15, verse 10. As praise is the music of heaven, so repentance is the joy of heaven. When men neglect the offer of salvation and freeze in sin, this delights the devils. But when a soul is brought home to Christ by repentance, this causes joy among the angels. 11. Consider how dearly our sins cost Christ. To consider how dearly our sins cost Christ should cause tears to fall from our eyes. Christ is called the Rock, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 4. When His hands were pierced with nails and the spear was thrust into His side, this rock was struck, and out came water and blood. And all this Christ endured for us. Messiah shall be cut off, but not for Himself. Daniel 9, verse 26, KJV. We tasted the apple, and He tasted the vinegar and gall. We sinned in every area of life, and He bled from every vein. Can we look upon a suffering Savior with dry eyes? Should we not be sorry for the sins that made Christ a man of sorrows? Should our depravities, which drew blood from Christ, Not draw tears from us. Should we play with sin any longer and rub salt in Christ's wounds? By repentance, we can crucify our sins over again. The Jews said to Pilate, If you release this man, you are not a friend of Caesar. John 19, verse 12. If we let our sins go free and do not crucify them, we are not Christ's friends. 12. Our repentance is the goal of all the afflictions God sends. Whether it be sickness in our bodies or losses of wealth, He sends affliction so that He may awaken us out of our sins and make the waters of repentance flow. Why did God lead Israel on that march in the wilderness among fiery serpents except to humble them? Deuteronomy 8 verse 2. Why did He bring Manasseh so low changing his crown of gold into chains of iron, except that he might learn repentance. He humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord alone is God. 2 Chronicles 33 verses 12-13. When a person has become lazy and his conscience has grown lethargic, God, to cure him of this illness, puts him through one burning disaster after another, in order to startle him out of his security and make him return to him by repentance. 13. The Days of Our Mourning Will Soon End After a few showers that fall from our eyes, we will have perpetual sunshine. Christ will provide a handkerchief to wipe His people's tears. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Revelation 7 verse 17 Christians, you will soon put on your garments of praise. You will exchange your sackcloth for white robes. Instead of sighs, you will have triumphs. Instead of groans, anthems. Instead of the water of tears, the water of life. The mourning of the dove will be passed. And the time of the singing birds will come. This brings me to the next point. 14. A happy and glorious reward follows after repentance. Having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification, and the outcome, eternal life. Romans 6, verse 22. The leaves and root of the fig tree are bitter, but the fruit is sweet. Repentance seems bitter, but behold the sweet fruit, everlasting life. The Muslims imagine that after this life there will be an Elysium, or paradise of pleasure, where dainty dishes will be served, and they will have an abundance of gold, silken and purple apparel and angels will bring them red wine in silver cups and golden plates. Here is a gourmet's heaven. But in the true paradise of God there are astonishing delights and rare meats served, which eye has not seen and which have not entered the human heart. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. God will lead His penitence from the house of mourning to the banquet hall. There will be nothing to see there but glory, no noise but music, no sickness except being sick in love. There will be unspotted holiness and unspeakable joy. Then the saints will forget their lonely hours and sweetly comfort themselves in God and bathe in the rivers of divine pleasure. O Christian, how can your spiritual duties compare with the greatness of your reward? What an infinite disproportion there is between the repentance God requires and the glory He has prepared! In Roman times, they had a feast day when they used to crown their fountains. God will crown the heads that have been fountains of tears. We know we will one day inherit a glory that sent Peter and John into ecstasy even though they only saw a mere shadow of it in the transfiguration. Matthew 17 Are we not willing to wait a while in the house of mourning when we know this glory is our future? This reward given by free grace is so transcendently great that if we could have just a glimpse of glory revealed to us here, we would need patience to be content to stay here on earth any longer. O oh, blessed repentance, which has such a light side with the dark and has so much sugar at the bottom of the bitter cup, number fifteen, consider the evil of unrepentance. A hard heart is the worst heart; it is called a heart of stone ezekiel 36, verse first twenty six If it were iron, it might be softened in the furnace but a stone put in the fire will not melt. It is more likely to fly in your face. Unrepentance is a sin that grieves Christ. He was grieved at their hardness of heart. Mark 3 verse 5. It is not so much the disease that offends the physician as the disgust at the treatment he offers. It is not so much the sins we have committed that so provoke and grieve Christ. As that we refuse the medicine of repentance, he prescribes. This made Jezebel's sin worse. I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent. Revelation two verse twenty one. A hard heart cannot be molded or influenced; it is unfit for any duty. It was a sad speech Stephen Gardiner uttered on his deathbed. I have denied my master with Peter. But I cannot repent with Peter. Oh, the plague of a stony heart! Pharaoh's heart, turned into stone, was worse than his waters turned into blood. David had his choice of three judgments plague, sword, or famine, but he would have chosen them all rather than a hard heart. An unrepentant sinner is neither convinced by pleading nor frightened by threats. Those who will not weep with Peter will weep like Judas. A hard heart is the anvil on which the hammer of God's justice will be striking for all eternity. 16. The Day of Judgment is Coming. This is the Apostle's own argument. God is now proclaiming to mankind that all people everywhere are to repent because he has set a day on which he will judge the world. Acts 17, verses 30 and 31. The day of judgment should make a stony heart bleed. Will a man go on stealing when he will soon be tried for his crimes? Will the sinner go on sinning when the day of judgment is so near? You cannot conceal your sin any more than you can defend it. And what will you do when all your sins are written in God's book and engraved on your forehead? What a dreadful day when Jesus Christ, clothed in His judge's robe, will say to the sinner, Stand up, answer to the indictment brought against you. What can you say for all your curses, adulteries, and your desperate unrepentance? Oh, how amazed and dismayed will the sinner be! And after his conviction he will hear the sad sentence, Depart from me! Then he who would not repent of his sins will repent of his foolishness. If there is such a time coming when God will judge men for their sins, what a spur this should be to repentance! The repentant soul will lift up his head on the last day with comfort, and have a pardon to show, in the judge's own handwriting.